Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. I can be rough, sometimes I can be tender, but I can't negotiate the terms of my surrender. I love you too much, babe. Go on and have your way with me. Welcome back to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are taking you on the road tonight down to the 38th Annual Leadership Conference presented by the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And if you don't know, NAATP is America's leading voice of addiction treatment providers. Close to 700 of America's top treatment providers are here at this conference. Our broadcast brought to you by Sundown M Ranch, successfully treating alcoholism and other drug addictions since back in 1968. Located just outside of Yakima, Washington, sundown.org, Sundown M Ranch, one of America's most affordable treatment programs. Down here at Leadership Conference, the Jasper Chen C. Volunteer Service Awards are being presented tonight. And one of the recipients is a guy that I'm just delighted to talk to. I'm a big, big fan, have been for many, many years, singer, songwriter, John Hyatt. John, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, Neil. It's good to be here. I want to say, first of all, I love your new CD, Terms of My Surrender. <laughs> now, that's about a relationship, but yeah, in terms of addiction and recovery, there, well, are, there are terms of the surrender. Well, I think it's a pretty general general yeah. surrender here. <laughs> <laughs> the terms are... Uh are not uh, <laughs> not are, are not mine. Yeah, that's for sure. Take me back to August third, nineteen eighty-four. Well, uh, actually, it was August sixth. Oh, so, uh, but wrong, cl- cl- close enough. Close. close enough. <laughs> yeah. um, oh gosh. Uh, well, I I uh, I had uh, actually August third is probably more 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 accurate. That would I was still in the south. I was in Mississippi at a at a gas station. Uh, it was the middle of the night. I remember uh, a lot of crickets and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mosquitoes. And I was at a, it was about two in the morning, and it was uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I, uh, I remember I made a call home uh, to my estranged wife at the time, and I said, uh, uh, "I'm done. I got to go to treatment." <laughs> You know, I'd have, I'd had enough. I'd had find, you tried treatment before? No, I hadn't, and I didn't really know anything about it. I'd I'd seen a uh, I'd seen a doctor and uh, uh, paid him good money to, to tell me that, uh, well, I told him I didn't have a drinking problem, and he told me, I can't help you. Imagine that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he said, you need to go to a facility of some kind that, that helps uh, people with uh, problems with alcohol, and mm-hmm. I, I remember storming out of there, but it stuck in my brain somewhere, and uh, so it was about a year later when I, I finally uh, did surrender in that in that uh, little scene down there, Mississippi, and so I got home and went to a, went to a treatment center in uh, Pasadena, California, and that was 
that was the end of my drinking. I went, uh, I went in uh, August 6th. was my first day in the treatment center, mm -hmm. and my, uh, my last drink. So. What do you remember about that experience, John? Oh, just, you know, I just remember uh, knowing that I was done, you know, that I... I didn't have you were that. out there what 20 years of hard drinking yeah it started when I was 11 pretty pretty serious and I was uh, I was 30 12 32 mm. when I when I got when I got there almost 32 as, uh, as your disease was progressing were there people who were trying to say to John you got to do something about your drinking pal you know I had unfortunately not <laughs> I'd put myself in a position of you know it was rock and roll, and even though my career was was not doing great, I still had, uh, you know, I was still making a living. I still had insurance, which is how I got into the treatment center. So everything hadn't fallen apart, but I had fallen apart, you know, yeah. inside. And but I was still in a position where, uh, you know, I, I, uh, it was the days of, uh, you know. Uh, Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Even though I was not uh, successful at, at my in my line of work, I, I could still get a gig, and I could still, you know, I hadn't burned through. I still had a record label at that time, as I recall. I was and, soon not to have one. Right. But, <laughs> that was MCA and David uh, Geffen who yeah, gave was, you that surprise when you went to do a session. No, I went out to Los Angeles after I'd. Uh, I was about uh, a year sober, yeah. and I went out to. Los Angeles talk about the next record with David Geffen, and they informed me that I'd been dropped. Oh man! <laughs> My A and R guy didn't even know it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, How did you handle that one year sober? Well, I mean, like a lot of other newly sober people, you know, it was all everything was new. You know, I didn't know how to do. Uh, I didn't know how to do life sober, and uh, but you know, I had a lot of help. So uh, thank God, you know, I had people people who'd come before me who knew how to knew how to live a day at a time uh, without a drink or a drug and so you know I went through treatment which for me was that's what I needed because I, I had never sat still long enough in one place you know to to even consider that I might have a problem and and when I finally realized I did have one and uh, I all I knew is I couldn't go back to the way I was living because I couldn't I couldn't get drunk anymore I couldn't get sober I couldn't get high I couldn't get clean you know so I was in that that misery that, uh, you know, death would have been a godsend, but I couldn't even do that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so uh, I knew it was, I knew I, I knew it was over. Singer-songwriter John Hyatt joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. How tough was that first year for you? You know, it was, it was, uh, it was tough. I mean, I had, uh, you know, I pretty much just, uh, I stuck around Los Angeles where I was living at the time. My wife and I were estranged, as I said. We had a one-year-old daughter. Well, she was, she was, how old was she when I got sober? She was, uh, see, I got sober. She was just coming up on, uh, she was born April 26, 84, and I got sober three months later. So she was just three months old when I got, when I got sober. And, uh, that first year was rough, you know, uh, I went to meetings. That's all I did, pretty much. First six months, go to meetings, uh, hang out with a with my sponsor, and I lived down in Pasadena. My wife lived up in uh, Culver City, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I'd see I'd see her, I'd see the baby, and and uh, and a shrink, and uh, and just hung out. I hung out at a, a clubhouse on Pico uh, Boulevard, kind of a blue collar clubhouse, mm -hmm. and just tried to. Uh, 
I ate a lot of donuts. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I ate a lot of donuts. Drank and, a uh, lot of coffee. Yeah, I drank a lot of coffee, ate a lot of sugar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I didn't really understand much of what was being said. I didn't, uh, I was very shy. I didn't, you know, mm. you know you take but away. But you showed up. But I showed up, yeah. I, and that's all I could do, really, was show up. And, uh, you know, uh, people would say things, these these old rough guys at this blue collar play, working class kind of place. It was upstairs on, on at this uh, old building on Pico Boulevard. I can't remember the name of the meeting, but uh, these old guys would say stuff, and then you know some something started to make a little bit of sense to me. You know, mm. like uh, you know one day at a time, and uh, you know I heard uh, you're, you're not a bad person trying to get good, you're a sick person trying to get well. I thought, yeah. well, you know that made sense yeah. to me. Yeah. And I started hanging out with, you know, so sober people and, and uh, sticking with the winners. Yeah, just yeah. They they said that to find somebody wants that's got what you want and sticks, you know, mm. and stick with them and, and just you know a lot of old time kind of guys around the program and you know I remember when I was about eight months uh, sober, my my wife uh, uh, committed suicide. That was very rough. Uh, I felt a lot of guilt and. Uh, you had and, a brother that committed suicide. Yeah, also. that was when I was very young. Yeah. I, was, I was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was, some, there was some issues, but you know, people had, you know, in recovery, you don't have to look too far to see somebody. You know. So you relied on the program then, obviously. When totally when relied on recovery. You know, I relied life. on people that uh, that had been there and done that, and uh, you know, it wasn't. You didn't have to look far to find somebody that was, uh, you know, had been through something you'd been through or always in worse trouble than you were yeah. on a given day so yeah. so you know uh, I took a lot of comfort in that and, uh, and so you know uh, How, did you do much writing during that time you know I did I I, uh, I, I started in maybe uh, I don't know five six months I started being able to write and uh, and it started to become a, you know a comfort to me to, to be able to write songs and uh, I remember kind of being amazed that I had that you know I hadn't done much writing in, in the in the last days of my drinking and drugging you know I'd been so uh, I'd sort of been empty you know and so so writing was sort of you know the last thing on on my mind it was I was so wrapped up with you know just getting getting alcohol and getting yeah, drugs yeah. there wasn't much time for anything else you know it takes up a good deal of your yeah. day so how has recovery helped your writing process? Well, I mean, I'm thinking back to the early days, and uh, I started to just feel like I was, uh, you know, on fire creatively yeah. because, uh, you know, it, it, there was a void there that, that uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, started to uh, come alive. Started to come alive a little bit, you know, and and uh, started to, you know, the the usual stuff. I started to have, uh, you know, feelings and stuff again, and uh, scary as those were, you know, I, I could I could channel them into yeah. some. Yeah, some creative. I read some stuff about you in terms of your early drinking. That uh, you were a fat kid, and you drank because you wanted to be thin and be attractive. Oh to yeah, girls. that was my early uh, early diet yeah. aid. I, I just quit eating and started <laughs> drinking. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was uh, really really heavy, and and I and I I didn't uh, I didn't like that, and and. Uh, there was a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, abuse in my family. I had seven kids, Catholic family, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of physical abuse, sexual abuse, all kind mm. of crazy stuff. And so, 
And so I think my I think my overweight issues were kind of just a protection uh, uh, mechanism that I used to kind of you know keep people away from me early on. And and then when I found drinking, it was like okay, off you to know, the races. Yeah, I'm safe now. <laughs> you can't touch me. And that worked. And then I found music pretty quickly. Right about the same year, I started playing guitar. And drinking the same same year when I was 11, so those were my two uh, get out of jail free cards, and and they worked together for a lot for a of, while for a lot of yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol was your friend. Oh yeah, very much so. And and alcohol gave me the courage because I was a shy kid. Mm. It gave me the courage to get up and and play, you know, mm. in front of people. And uh, so those two things kind of allowed me, really allowed me to express myself. So, you know, alcohol was, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, alcohol saved my life. And, and it really did, you know, early on mm. because it, it, uh, it helped me to, uh, uh, you know, feel, uh, not feel so trapped, you know, and I did feel trapped mm. uh, in my body and in the family. And, you know, by the time I was 13, my father had died. And so I... I kind of was in charge of my own life, which no 13-year-old kid whoa, should be, whoa, but whoa. but but there you are. That's yeah, that yeah. was my life, and yeah. and so I sort of took it and ran with it. And uh, I was an I was an addict and an alcoholic. Mm. You know, there was you know I maybe would have you know another kid would have wound up just being a hard drinker and then hit hit a <laughs> stage where he would he would just put it down. You know, yeah. but I, I it was not to be with me. You know, it's a disease, and and I and I have it. So. The great John Hyatt joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. He is the recipient of the Jasper Chensey Volunteer Service Award. <clears throat> Tell me about the concert for Cumberland Heights. You've been very involved with that. You've helped them raise a lot of money. Well, i got to tell you, I, I do the least work of anybody involved in the thing. Uh, the p- people at Cumberland Heights that put this thing on every year, and there's a bunch of them uh, from, the, from the volunteers that... Uh, mm-hmm that helps set the thing up every year. They, they have a chair and a co-chair every year that go out and beat the bushes and, and uh, get corporate and sponsors to come on board. And uh, it's grown exponentially every year since 1999, which was when we started it. Wow. And uh, Walt Quinn uh, is a dear friend of mine and, and, and has helped me a great deal with my own recovery over the years. Uh, he came out of the music business and went into the treatment business. He's been out at Cumberland Heights uh, for years, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been responsible for helping to get uh, various people involved in playing it every year. Uh, I've played it uh, over the years. We've had guest artists. Man, there's so many, uh, uh, from Leonard Skinner to uh, Emily Lou Harris wow. to... Uh, uh, Peter uh, Frampton did it one year. We've oh, had Lyle much. Lovett, yeah. Roseanne Cash, uh, just an incredible list of wow. people. That now, that's in Nashville every year, right? Yeah, it's at the great uh, Ryman. You can't get any better uh, yeah, than that, John. The Mother Church, you oh, know. We have it every year, and the Ryman's been so uh, terrific <laughs> oh, at uh, letting us reserve the hall every year. And it's it's turned into one of the one of the most successful uh, benefits that Nashville has. Really? Yeah, it's 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 a home run every year, and uh, the Ryman's thrilled thrilled to have us every sure. year. And uh, we're just so excited that uh, that it's become the success that it's become over the years. All the people that work so hard on it, uh, my manager Ken Levitan works mm. feverishly to to beat the bushes and get acts to come and play it every year. And uh, geez, my wife uh, hosted it one year and was. Uh, unbelievable nice. and you know a lot of times I'm on the road and I can't I can't even be there for it so I've done <laughs> I've done very you know 
I'm a small cog in the wheel, believe me. John Hyatt is joining us tonight uh, for a few moments on, on Recovery Coast to Coast. His new CD, by the way, is Terms of My Surrender. It's, it's totally awesome, especially the song Old People, which I certainly identify with. What is the writing process for you? Do you write in longhand? Do you write on a computer? Do you, uh, how often do you write? What, what brings about the muse? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's changed probably over the years and gone up and down and back and forth. And I mean, I've probably employed every trick in the book over the years from, I, at one point years ago, I even, uh, I even rented an office in, on Music Row at one stretch for, for a little while, and that didn't really work out for yeah, me. Yeah. This was back in the day when Music Row was a much more humble, uh, little mom-and-pop kind of operation. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of little houses. It's, it's kind of changed over the years, but uh, I did that for a very short period of time, uh, attempting to affect a, a discipline of some sort. And I wrote longhand for many years. I've got boxes of uh, eight and a half by 11 yellow legal pads with with a scrawl that I can't even read anymore uh, but but I guess about five or six years ago I got an iPad and I started writing on the iPad and I at first I thought oh, I don't know about this but I, I really love it because for one thing I can read my own writing and uh, I just like the process I, I just uh, it's like shorthand for me and I just I just like uh, you know, I like it. I like the fact that you can revise so easily. Yeah. I used to revise on longhand, and you, I'd scratch it out so many times and write smaller it. and yeah. smaller. You couldn't read it. You know, it never yeah. occurred to me to start a fresh page. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, so, uh, wow. so I like I like writing on the iPad, and you know, I have no uh, pretense to any kind of discipline. I just I write when it hits me and. The bursts and, uh, of creativity. Yeah, yeah. when it when you can't it, predict that. No, and when it comes, it yeah. comes, and I, I don't worry too much about it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I like to write, but but I'm not gonna, I don't force it. Mm -hmm. you know. John Hyatt is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Who's been the most influential person in your recovery? Oh man, oh man, there, there's been so many, uh, so so many people over the years. Uh, uh, that's really a, that's a tough one. Uh, mm. uh, you know, my friend Walt Quinn has p play, played a huge part in my yeah. my uh, keeping uh, right size, as they say. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I have a friend, Mike Early, who's in the treatment business. Great who's, guy. Who's, Great guy. Who's had a, a, yeah. a lot to do with my my sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the old guys when I first came in. Mm -hmm that just said things that uh, stuck that just stuck I mean uh, there was a guy when I moved back to Nashville in 1985 right before I married my wife's been huge mm. she's 30 years oh, really? 31 she'll wow. be 31 in December she's been a huge influence nice uh, nice I'm just keeping keeping me true mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've got our 30th wedding anniversary in June. And Do you, really? Yeah, wow, June good 6th. to see you up and around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we have no idea how that happened. Either. But uh, but we've managed to do it. And yeah. uh, there was one old guy, this guy Cherry Carpenter. He's dead now. But when I first came in, when I was in Nashville, uh, I, one thing he said said to me was 
the only two questions you have to ask are, do you want it and can you afford it? Uh, and I thought, well, that pretty much applies to everything. Yeah. You know? Can I really afford this in my life? You know, can I really, can I really pay the cost? Yeah. Do I really want this yeah. Yeah. in my life? Yeah. And, and can I really afford? Can I really pay the cost for what for what this is? Mm. You know. Uh, and I've applied that to a, to a lot. You've been pretty public about your recovery. Have, have have other musicians come to you and said, "I want what you have"? Oh yeah, I mean, I I'm I, not uh, asking for names. I'm just you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I uh, I've talked to musicians over the years, mm. and uh, I love being being on the road and meeting people, and I love talking to other musicians uh, at home. I most of my friends are in recovery yeah. and I mean I have a lot of friends that aren't too but I spend a lot of time with people yeah sober people clean people and you know, my family's all clean and sober <laughs> knock on wood yeah my yeah. kids and so we all kind of and we have different we speak that language we have different ways of, mm-hmm. of talking about it but. are there slippery places on the road for you you know I, I've been at it so long mm-hmm. that I, I, I feel comfortable wherever I go. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know myself well enough, I think, uh, and I don't, I don't put myself in situations where I'm not comfortable. Right. I just don't. You go to meetings on the road? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I get what I need for sure. There you go. Definitely. The community, the recovery definitely. community. Definitely. John Hyatt is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Tell me about the Jasper Chensey Award and what that means to you being here at NAATP. Well, it's it's really you know it's it's really an honor to to, to, to get something. I've never I've never gotten anything like this, and uh, and I'm really you know I feel really. I told when Mike and Walt said I was gonna get this I felt like well you know you know I'm not this isn't you know something I should be getting and they said no no and I you know, and reading about the guy and Mike telling me that how the guy was the first doctor yeah, he was and, a great guy yeah yeah uh, in uh, Pennsylvania back yeah. when Karen was just uh, you it know it's called chit chat chit chat yeah chit chat <laughs> farms and how he started helping uh, helping the yeah. original uh, chit chat farms and uh, you know, I'm really, I'm honored to, honored to, to be one of the recipients tonight, and uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Speaking of awards, the Americana Music Awards, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award that was presented to Bonnie Raitt, and you presented that award to her. Yeah, I did. That was she's a great. Thrill. She's been on the show a number of times. Yeah, she's terrific. Yeah, she's a great gal. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. One of the quotes that I saw from you is uh, that you like shooting for simplicity, aspiring to shoot for nothing to prove. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> is, 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 is is that a goal? Nothing to prove. Yeah, nothing to prove. You good. just love to play music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you play. Gosh, you played with some of the best. Well, I've been fort- very fortunate. Holy smokes! Very fortunate. I, I I look at you know if I were to list all of the people and all of the songs, it would be you know three or four hours to do that. Well, you know it's I've been so fortunate, and it's I think my I think my songs have put me. Out there, where I can, where I could, where I had the good fortune to meet these people, and yeah. I, f- I feel my songs. I feel the same way as about, you know, some about my kids. Yeah. I feel like my songs are like, uh, you know, I'm. I mean, my kids are. I couldn't put my songs in the same room with my kids in terms of how great I feel about my kids, but, but they're like kids. And yeah. You feel, uh, 
so there be no. You feel favorites. like they're a better part of. Yeah, there be you no know. favorites then. No, <laughs> but I feel like my songs are are, are a better part of me. Mm. So that's that feels good to me. How much time do you spend on the road? Well, I've just changed that this year. I've been I've been averaging about 110 shows a year, wow. which is probably about 175 to 200 days a mm. year out. Yeah. And uh, this year, we cut it. I, it's the first year I've cut back. I'm only doing 50 shows this year. Mm. So I'm home. As soon as I go home from here, I'm home for the rest of the summer for the first time in 20 years. Wow. So my wife and I are pretty excited. Wow, what and, a and gift. The, and the kids, too. Yeah. So we're basically just going to hang out as a family and yeah. do stuff as a family. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. I'll be 64 in August, so... You'll never be younger than you are today. That's for sure. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you spending some time yeah, with us thanks, on Recovery. Yeah, thanks. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations on the Gen Thank, for thank Gen you so Award. much. Thank you. John Hyatt joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. Short time out. Back with more right after this. Old people are pushing Cause you don't know how they feel Sweet 